The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. And I'm your host, Peter Tong. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And I just want to uh, let the listeners know who haven't already tuned into this that uh, my guest last week, Christine Day, didn't make it to the show. And so I actually did a recap review of what has been taking place in uh, my world and, and the collective world of our landscape zodiac work going back to the 11-11-11. So for those of you who, who are following along with that, that would be a nice little uh, summary review for you to listen to that show that's still posted under Christine Day right now, but it will be changed shortly uh, to myself last week. And then I'm going to do a follow-up second show um, on March 21st when I return from the Glastonbury Zodiac. And once we've done our hub center at the end of the whole year cycle so that will be an interesting show again on uh, march 21st i'm delighted to welcome to the show today jennifer huff a fellow canadian who lives in ontario and is doing some wonderful work in terms of helping all of us to see through the fog and get clarity of uh, why we're here and what we're supposed to be doing in the world so jennifer welcome to the show thank you so much for having me peter it's great to be uh on a show about co-creating in this awakening, and uh, and I'm just really appreciative specifically for the work you're doing on that landscape zodiac because I get to go over to England so often. <laughs> Excellent, yes. Well, I, what's real? What I am realizing is that all these landscape uh, features across the globe are all connecting in with each other as we come into the oneness and much more clarity around that. That they're they're all part of the same uh, fractal design, which is just fantastic. You know, we're so loved and appreciated, not even loved, loved and supported more by the, by, you know, whatever extraterrestrial energies, soul, you know, our spirits, our higher selves, the universe. It goes beyond what the mind can even comprehend how, how much support we're actually getting in this time of waking. It's, it's amazing. We really are, aren't we? And, and there's this, I'm feeling this interface, uh, the portal, if you will, between those realms and, the more conscious we become, the more prepared we become to do this work, the closer those beings come to us to help us on this sacred journey. Absolutely. And the, and the closer they come, the more available we are, right? Because we get worked on while we sleep and so much happens that uh, we aren't even aware of. We're becoming more aware of it, but uh, they're also moving us up so they can do more. This whole synergistic uh, journey is fantastic. Beautiful. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So, Jennifer, I, I'm always interested in when our guests come on the show to find your, uh, your own story of, of how your awakening took place uh, so our listeners who are themselves awakening can get some insight into how this process works for different people. Sure, sure. Um, a couple of things come to mind. One is the story where I originally just decided that, you know, my I, I was speaking to someone earlier today, actually, about uh, how when I was about 17, my dad was watching one of those um, third world videos on TV, you know, about hunger and, you know, how it's hopeless and your $5 can make a huge difference and all that kind of stuff, which is true and wonderful. However, he said, you know, it feels so overwhelming. I don't know how we're going to do it. That's what he said. And he looked at me because I was this already kind of a little bit of an idealist. And, uh, and, uh, without any experience, it occurred as Pollyanna. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, you know, Dad, I don't know what's going to happen, but I really believe that we are the, cha- we are the ones. I don't know why I believe that. And he kind of rolled his eyes and, I remember thinking, no, I really know that on a cellular level. And about eight years later, after graduating from sociology and economics and accounting, believe it or not, very left brain stuff, I uh, I was volunteering. I had a big corporate job, and I was volunteering on the side. No, actually, I was getting paid at that point as a part-time worker for Covenant House, which is a, for street youth. And I remember walking this girl. They, they had given me one of my first big jobs was to walk this girl who was supposedly schizophrenic um, to a mental institution. And um, I looked at her, and her name was Angel. A lot of those girls called themselves Angel. And I had dealt with, you know, I had a middle-class upbringing. So I really wanted to do something that gave me that experience that that had me understand how the totality of how life can be for everyone and uh, to be able to contribute. And they said, here's here's Angel. And I took her hand, and I walked with her, Peter, uh, to the for about 15 minutes to the institution. And in the span of 15 minutes, this girl who was supposedly schizophrenic opened her heart, and I held her hand, and I should have been fired for that because you're not supposed to touch them. But I held her hand. I couldn't not. And she told me her whole story, everything that had happened to her, what her father had done to her, what her brothers had done to her, and it was pretty horrific. And when I got to the institution and kind of let go of her hand and brought her to the front door, I I felt like I just wanted to take her home. And I knew that if I took her home that everyone, all the other kids I was dealing with were just like that. And I would have to take them all home, you know. And I went, well, then what's the solution? You know, what? what's the solution? And I walked out, and I just went down on my knees, and I just cried. It was too much. It was just much too much for my little nervous system to handle. And when I stopped, I got up, and I went, okay, I have two choices. I can either become jaded and sort of tarnished by the experience of knowing that this goes on on a mass scale out there in the world, or I can take all the energy from my upset and channel it into somehow making the world a better place that that my being here is is part of this incredible awakening and shift and all of a sudden i realized that is why i i heard it as loud as day that is why you're here and everyone you know everyone who you meet is here for that reason everyone who hears your voice is is here because that's what's going on it's like the big heaven on earth construction crew 
so uh, for some reason, the, uh, for lack of a better way of saying it, the game on button got pressed. And uh, I had no idea how that was going to look. I had no idea what I would be doing for a living. I didn't know I would go into holistic nutrition. I didn't know that holistic nutrition would turn into how we look at everything affects our physiology, but it affects everything. And then that I would ever have the capacity to actually facilitate the the cellular remembering of who we are in others. You know, when I was in university, it didn't even know... You know, I mean, I would have laughed out loud if someone had told me I'd be doing this for a living now. So, um, so yeah, that's that's kind of the Reader's Digest abridged version. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so give us another Reader's Digest uh, abridged version because um, we're not going to spend most of our time on this. But just give us a brief summary of what you've learned about the holistic nutrition. Well, what happened to me is I basically had uh, tremendous migraines, Peter. I I, uh, I was living on my sailboat, and I, at the time in my 20s, I couldn't afford to pay someone to finish the bottom of it because it had holes in it. It had uh, what we call osmosis. And I had to finish it myself, and the epoxy that you uh, get exposed to and the bottom paint and all that kind of stuff is really quite toxic, and that's why people wear plastic suits and funny-looking masks. But in my 27-year-old wisdom, I didn't know that, or at least I ignored it. <laughs> and um, what happened was for the year after I had yeast infection after yeast infection, migraine after migraine, I was breaking every relationship up that I was in. I was grumpy and icky and just um, even for a few years after that. And uh, I was still working corporately. And then I just said, you know what, i got to fix this. And I spent tens of thousands of dollars. On it, and I realized that uh, that re- once I met a holistic nutrition n- nutritionist who actually gave me some tools, we exchanged some services, and lo and behold, after doing a few cleanses and all that, I was better about two thirds. But no matter what I did, I was still one third not all the way there. And I thought, well, what is it? And one day, after having a beautiful catalyst for a client, the one remaining symptom I had was migraines, and she had migraines, but she had a brain tumor, which is something I'd never looked at before for me. And I remember being really scared, and that night I just looked up at the heavens and I said, okay, you guys, show me. Show me everything. Show me everything about human physiology. Show me what's going on and why we don't heal. And at about 3 o'clock in the morning, I woke bolt upright, I took out a pen, I took out a piece of paper, and I basically wrote for between five and seven hours straight. And I went back to read the notes because I had no idea what I was writing when I was writing it, and I looked at them and I realized I I was aghast. I was literally, (gasps) because I was already on the path of understanding that how we see life affects our biochemistry, but then I absolutely saw it all the way from that we even have a physiological way we interpret the outside world through our hypothalamus, and part of it is inherited, and unless we become conscious of it, we live out our ancestral genetics. But even that can be broken free from. And I saw all of it, and I started to be able to assist people to see who they really were, like as a, as a divine child of the universe, you know, God's idea, however you want to say it. We were each... We were each the idea of infinite wisdom. And if you can actually activate that, what happens is everything that isn't that has to leave. 
and it's kind of a different approach from things, but that's why my nutrition practice became so big because it became not about nutrition. It, it actually became about waking people up so that not only could their health shift, but their whole lives started to shift. So this is the missing link then uh, between doing the, the, the obvious things and getting down into the deeper core issues that really help us be well. Yes, it's a little bit different though, Peter. I mean, I think a very important distinction, like really important distinction to make right off the bat um, is this. My work is very different in that up until this point in the awakening, we've because it's, we've all been living in a polarized world where there's been good, bad, less than, more than. We've been, even been playing the Enlightenment Olympics in some of the New Age world. We forget that this is all about love and assistance. And we've been asking for more powerful and more effective and even more direct ways to... Uh, to remember who we are. I was going to say heal, but even that's the word of, that's a word of prior to the awakening. When you can just wake up to who you are, there's nothing to heal. You actually transmute the old, and that's the work that we do. What, when we activate the truth of who we are, it's like, uh, it's like setting off a tuning fork that resonates with another tuning fork that gets so loud and exponentially increases in vibration and anything in its wake has to break apart because the truth is so profound and so, most of the time we don't even have to be involved we don't we don't have to be the one that excavates the old belief or goes after the the uh the paradigm that isn't working for us anymore in the in the awakening work that um I'm talking about that that came through it's really about transcending the need. I mean, so many of us are getting so bored of analyzing the living daylights out of our past. <laughs> you know, and we know that it's easier. We know that it's possible to just remember and and actually expand forth. So the difference is this is about expanding forth and remembering who you are such that everything in the wake has to be transmuted versus analyzing and going after everything that doesn't work so that finally we can get on with flying forward. You're already flying forward in my work and then my work. It's not really mine. It's all of ours. It's it's just what's available right now. I just happen to have tapped into it, and there's a, you know, a few others too. So it's just what's available to humanity right now. It's very nifty, nifty stuff. So, Jennifer, we're actually coming right onto our first break. So when we come back, I'll ask you to talk about the awakening process and activating the truth of who we really are. Cool. Yay. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Peter. Me too. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. 
listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. Just a reminder to go to my website, www.petertung.com. Uh, my March newsletter will be out by the end of this week with a, an article on the Aquarius workshop that we did and also uh, talking about the opening of the divine gateways, the portals of peace, which are happening as we move through our Pisces vibration into the oneness at this time. And also myheartcenteredjourney.com and I have a an Ambassadors of Light class tomorrow evening at 5.30 where I'll be talking again about what is happening in our world right now. St. David's Day tomorrow, the day the Welsh celebrate with their daffodils. And we'll also be talking further about uh, what is happening energetically at this time. So please do tune in to petertongue.com and myheartcenteredjourney.com. I have with me today Jennifer Huff who gave us a lovely introduction and is about to tell us about the awakening process and activating the truth of who we are. So over to you, Jennifer. Woohoo! We make it sound so easy, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we'll just activate the truth of who we are and just be done with it, won't we? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, so our conversation um, for the next few minutes is going to be, uh, let's say an experiential conversation rather than an intellectual one. So I invite your listeners and you, Peter, too, to listen from a place of experiencing what I'm talking about rather than actually hearing my words because that's part of the availability of this new, um, um, let's say, this new opportunity to awaken without having to be so involved in the excavation. And so, and so... Let's just talk about a few things first, and then we can do the exercise, because I have to kind of give it a context first. Is that cool? Perfect, yeah. Cool. So the context is this. And again, I ask everyone to experience this. If I ask the question, you know, do you have a sense that there's some kind of a greater creative force that makes stuff? Probably most people would say yes. And then I would say, okay, well then if there's a greater creative force that makes stuff, is it all-knowing and all-seeing, omnipotent, omniscient, et cetera, et cetera? And most people would say yes. So it's in and of all things, that creative force. So that creative force that's in and of all things, by definition, would be flowing through us as the unique expression we call our soul that is this beautiful, unique expression of infinite wisdom. Now, in the consideration that humanity has reached a tipping point where... All of the asking of the billions of people, remember, we all know that thoughts are things and, you know, we've, we've gone through all of the process of understanding quantum physics to the degree that it practically applies to us, i.e. What, what we emanate more than what we think, the energy we give off, does affect the whole. And so imagine the billions of people that have come before us. And those billions of people have gone through you know, starvation and plagues and, you know, hanging on crosses and all sorts of, you know, we were pretty cruel. And imagine our humanity asking billions of people through history asking for one thing, that we would 
understand each other, that we would live in a state of fluidity that is the true state of fluidity of the universe. The universe lives in total fluidity. Now, what we would call that fluidity is heaven. Heaven is an incredible state of fluidity because from a place of neutrality, the universe wouldn't have to call it heaven. It's just incredible, incredible fluidity. And we've been yearning for that level of getting alongness. Now, if you look in your body right now, let's take a step back, actually. So if we look at the world, there's 7.5 billion people in the world right now, and the universe is in and of all things. So in understanding that you should be here right now in a tipping point of humanity where we go from living in a polarized state to remembering that we are a divine child of God and here to create going forward in a state of total fluidity, joy, and playing together, really. If that's what's happening right now, and you're on the planet right now, you must be pretty freaking magnificent. I mean, how could you not be? Because the universe considered all of the variables, the star systems, the galaxies, the species, everyone else who's ever been here, and the combination and permutations that are necessary to unfold heaven on earth at this point in time in our humanity are the pieces of the puzzle known as human beings that happen to be alive right now, and you're one of the pieces of the puzzle. (laughs) And my guides would say, so get over yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And so, because it's not the little me anymore. It's the you that's so much bigger. It's the you that was God's idea. That's what's being asked for right now. That's why we all have this sense of urgency inside. Now, let's take it a step further, and then we can go on the experience. Are we good for time, Peter? Yep, fine. Okay, cool. So imagine that we all have 60 trillion cells. Now, one of the, I think the title of today is, you know, become your own guru, or that we, even transcending the idea of that we need to give our power away to teachers, even like me, or like Peter, or like, you know, who we perceive as really, really smart because they wrote a book or because they are on a stage. Really, um, what I'm talking about is what if you could get so connected with who you are as a piece of the puzzle of heaven on earth and be in direct communication with all that is so beautifully that you actually don't need anybody else. They just become your playmates, and sure, they facilitate, and they're loving, compassionate um playmates on the planet with you and sure they're going to catalyze things no question however what if you could just know and so it kind of makes sense that in a universe that's going that that you know it takes a long time people are spending a whole lifetime excavating their past karma Ah, several lifetimes never mind one what if it was possible to actually transmute all of that in one fell swoop what if it was possible to actually transmute what's happened to you and the stuck patterns in this lifetime in one fell swoop and not because our egos go oh my god gimme 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 that sounds amazing but because in a time of great awakening when you're supposed to be out there living your piece of the puzzle of heaven on earth without needing to die first which has happened in every other lifetime you needed to die first to actually be born again into your new life you're actually getting to stay in the same body except you're being born again into why you exist. And here we are feeling that calling. You wouldn't want to wait lifetimes in order to work out all of the density of the past karma. The universe, it's also in the universe's best interest 
for all of us to awaken in a much more expedient way than we have. And so, now let's go to the next thing. Seven and a half billion people on the planet. Now we know how they're getting along because we're one of them. (laughs) And 60 trillion individual cells in your body, give or take 10 trillion, okay? 60 trillion cells in your body. This is where I really want you to start experiencing it because this is the beginning of the activation. Those 60 trillion cells are all individual beings that agreed to come and play with you. And if you look at how those 60 trillion cells, which is about a thousand times more beings than our people on the planet, are getting along in perfect harmony. I wonder what they know that we don't. So those 60 trillion cells all have genetic material at the center of them. Just be with me for this this for a second. All have genetic material, and in the middle is DNA, and we know it looks like a twisted ladder. And at the end of that DNA are something called telomeres. And those telomeres, by science so far, between 5 and 15% of the information that gets sent and received from those telomeres can be explained by science. But between 95 and 85% of that information is beyond what we can measure and is presumed to be information that's being passed to and from the telomeres from beyond your body. Now, let's make a leap, just for the heck of, for the sake of time. Let's just say that you're being communicated with from infinite consciousness on an ongoing basis all the time. And to activate that is simply to acknowledge that that potential exists and that it makes perfect sense. That of course the universe wouldn't leave you hanging when you are a piece of the puzzle of the expansion of itself, of its own unique heaven, and that you are here to be facilitated by all of life, to be dreamed, to be, you know, lived through um, as you, as an extension of source itself. And as we all sit here right now, just take a deep breath in and acknowledge the 60 trillion living beings communicating to infinite wisdom right now and watch how your body lights up. Lights up meaning just feel the electricity of that. Just from acknowledging what's already there that we forget about when we're being the general manager of the entire universe. So the universe called and it wants its job back. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, you know, my guide's way of saying, you know, it's time to be in a dance with all of the universe. You have all the tools to be able to do that. You don't need to wrestle life to the ground anymore. It's time to play and live out our piece of the puzzle. And even as we're sitting there right now, just feel the connectivity and the incredible electricity that flows when we simply acknowledge the existence of those communication facilitators that have been doing it with or without you. That's the beauty of it. But when we actually acknowledge them, there's circulation that goes there, and they they say hi back, for lack of a better way of saying it. So, so anyways, does that make sense, Peter? It does, and we're actually uh, just coming up to our second break, so I think cool. it's a good time for us to break, and then we can continue on our return. Cool. 
This is Peter Tung with Jennifer Huff for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tong. Just before the break, Jennifer Huff was doing a lovely little process for us to connect with ourselves, our 60, 50 trillion cells and uh, the telomeres that are at the ends of the, of the DNA strands. And while you, actually before you even started uh, getting us to acknowledge, Jennifer, I had this very light, beautiful sort of little chills flooding through my system from the, the spine. Um, is that typical of what happens to people? Uh, there's definitely an electrical, chilly. Uh, it's it's an interesting feeling for me. It's it's like a very very fast vibration throughout, like to the tips of my toes and to the ends of my fingertips and the top of my head. And it's it. I come alive. My body comes alive. For some people, they feel it right down their spinal column. And uh, and once it goes down their sp- spinal column, it goes down their legs, down their arms, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, that's. That's fairly typical, for sure. So yeah. how, do we, how do we, having had that acknowledgement, how do we start working with it? Beautiful question. We were just talking at the break about how, um, you know, it's funny, Peter. Something happens, right? Because we've lived for thousands of year now, years now in an ego-based, dog-eat-dog kind of society where we've had win-lose and 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 uh, that people could be closer to god and further away from god and what we're saying today and i'm sure you've said in past shows many times is we're a unique expression of god how could we be separate i mean we can't be separate we're actually a, an expression of created creation itself so we can't be separate so if that is the truth let's run with that and instead of our egos getting a hold of our minds and wrestling, figuring out strategies to wrestle life to the ground, you know, figuring out strategies to excavate the stuff that doesn't belong, figuring out strategies to analyze our 
itself till the cows come home. Instead of doing that, what if our capacity to actually go direct and get all the answers we ever needed and to create upon create upon create and have fun expanding into the universe that was always available to us? And what if that is actually part of that that conversation is through the communication that comes through our telomeres, which are number 60 trillion, give or take. I mean, that's a lot of communicators back and forth. And that language, if we consider it a language, is something, it's like walking. You know, we don't know how, when we're a baby, we don't know how to walk. And so we go a couple of steps and then we fall down. So learning this language is like, you know, for those of us in English-speaking countries, it would be like learning that, you know, Zulu language from Africa where they use all the, you know, the pings and knocks and pops and the cool sounds out of your mouth in order to communicate. I mean, we would, don't even begin to know how to speak that language or what it means. But the cool thing is we can all learn. And so what's available right now is to learn the language. And how we do is just the same way we walk. We wouldn't want to have the capacity to communicate directly with the universe um, and and experience the fullness of it all at once because it would blow our circuits. <laughs> it's like, kind of like, you know, asking a 10-amp wire to carry 100 amps. It would it would just be too much. But as we learn 10 amps, we can expand to 20. That's part of the work that's being done on us, on us at night. You know, when we sleep, a lot of us are having off-planet sleeps, like we don't know where we went or we're having wild dreams or in the morning we can't get up. It's, we just... Like we just can't get up sometimes, and that's usually when we're being uh, worked on by all of our higher levels to be rewired to capacitate the level of uh, communication back and forth that goes on. So what I'm saying is basically what it requires is on every subject to activate that truth and then to actually practice the dance with the universe, the dance of that kind of communication with the universe. So, um, and how we practice. Would you like a little, a little, another little activation? I was just thinking it would be great to have, yeah, something practical right now. Perfect, yes, please. Cool, cool. So let's do something practical right now. Um, and so what's so cool is, of course, you were thinking that, right? And, yeah. of course, my 60 trillion telomeres are like, hey, why don't you do it? Of course, we tapped into the same thing, right? Yeah. So, of course, that's how it works, right? So, so now, I'll show you how um, one, of the, one of the activations, this is one of my favorite ones. I mean, it's just so simple and elegant, but it's one of the shifts that's available in this awakening. And this is how we become our own guru because, so Peter, what's one of the habitual human things that you and I both do that totally gets in the way? Oh, I think probably worrying about money would be a good one. Sure. So worrying about money is like judgment, right? Yeah. So an overriding huge human thing that we do is we judge how much money we have or don't have. Uh, and we could say that of love, and we could say that of a health, and we could say it of a million different things. So let's, why not encapsulate all of them, and we'll just say judgment itself. Okay. So one of the things that gets in the way is judgment itself. So, go back in those 60, everyone just get back, you, everybody, me, let's just get back in our 60 trillion cells. So our 60 trillion cells, 
these beautiful little beings of light are emanating and being communicated with right now. And they always come alive when we speak a higher truth. When we speak a higher truth, it activates something, right? So let's look at judgment. One of the things we do, the ego does, in order to keep judgment there is we judge the judgment. So what we do is we judge ourselves about money or about our body or about whatever it is, how much energy we have, whether we're eating right. We judge that we're doing that. But then we know that judgment is wrong or judgment is suboptimal. So then we judge the judgment. Like, oh, my God, I shouldn't be judging that. I'm just adding energy to it. And what we do by judging the judgment is we actually, of course, take ourselves out of the game. So the first little activation is around just be okay. See, when we speak a higher truth, the telomeres just go, ah. See, here's one of those telomeric ahs, a little activation. What if judgment was simply a well-practiced habit of thought and nothing more? And what if we stopped judging judgment and we just allowed it to be there and had compassion for the fact that we've practiced practiced it not only for these several decades, but actually for hundreds of lifetimes before? And the benevolent, wonderful universe has given us the capacity to actually not only stop judging judgment, which is fairly easy for most people, we kind of smile when I say that, but we actually have the capacity We don't have to stop judging. The universe is much smarter than that. The ego would say, in order to fly, you have to stop judging. And then we spend the rest of our lives trying to stop judging things. Good luck. What if the beautiful, wonderful, incredible universe gave us the capacity to stop taking the broken record seriously? What if it's simply about letting go of the degree of importance we've placed on the broken record? on the judgment, on the habit of thought we have. Because we can all do that right now. We don't have to wait to stop judging. We can actually take our judgments less seriously now that we know that they're of the ego and it's part of what sabotages us right now. And just watch yourself. Just kind of let go. Have the judgment. But when you give it less energy, because you just realize where it comes from, from hurt, from safety issues, from I'm not good enough, it's all ego. We all know that now. We've done the work. We understand that. Let's just stop taking judgment seriously. Now, the next place, the ego doesn't like that very much. (laughs) So the mind just kind of leaps in and says, what, Peter? It can't be that easy, right? It just can't be that easy. Come on, it can't be that easy. To the ego, of course it can't be that easy, but everything that is of higher truth is simple and easy always. Anything that's bamboozling and complicating will keep you away from the truth about who you are. So, of course, it's simple, and of course it's easy. And that's just one activation. That's just one, like, you just watch how you're telling me. Every single cell in your body just goes, oh, my God, they got it. Yay. 
Well, I can say when you when you said when you shifted the perception to not removing the judgment, but letting go of the degree of the importance of it, uh-huh. I could just feel my my heart my heart just started to flutter with laughter. It was like the great cosmic joke was un, unravelled. Uh huh. Isn't it amazing? It's such a simple thing, but it's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I love so it. I guess this is the dance you're talking about. This is what? The dance. This is the dance. You see, one of the so one of the things that we can talk about is one of the ways to become a masterful at the dance, at the dance of really mastering your own awakening, mastering the dance between you and the universe is to use I mean this is again simple, right? It's too simple. We can't, can't be this easy is to actually ask yourself a question that sounds something like this. What feels closer to the truth? See, anything that's closer to the truth will give you peace. You won't always like it, Peter, (laughs) but it will always give you peace, right? So it's like I'm five foot ten, all right? And, you know, I might say to myself, well, you know, I should have a 28-inch waist or something like that. But I'm five foot ten, you know, and and one of the things, you know, that, that what's closer to the truth? I should have a twenty-eight inch waist, or my body absolutely adores me, and is actually going to a shape that is completely optimal to support me in whatever that it is that I'm doing. And that is what our bodies do. It's not It's not an affirmation. Affirmations are like saying things that you don't quite agree yet, with yet. And what I'm talking about is acknowledging something that's an existing truth and saying, what's closer to the truth? It's a great question if everybody writes that down. It's, what is closer to the truth, this or that? And you keep asking yourself questions to get your uh, left brain and right brain to start to agree because the more the logical brain in- agrees with your infinite self, the more the telomeres have room to connect. I, I want to ask you a question slightly off topic because sure. uh, the telomeres are also involved in cancer, are they not? Uh-huh, yeah. So how does that connect into this? Oh, this is very fascinating. You ready for this one? Yeah. This I, is I really, ready, yeah. oh, this is juicy stuff, right? So your telomeres at the end of your DNA uh, one of the things that the telomere scientists have uh, come up with is the idea that your um, that your telomeres get shorter as you age, or as you get older, or as you get more disease. So they, they, your telomeres get shorter and shorter and shorter. Now, what the holistic food industry has done is created some uh, <laughs> some supplements that actually give you the tools for your telomeres to get longer, give your body some of the nutrients necessary for that. Because they say if you can make your telomeres longer, then you'll live longer and you'll feel feel healthier. But actually, the funny thing is, is they've kind of there's a fundamental truth about muscles. Let's say, with muscles, the more you use them, the bigger they get, and the less you, you use them, the more shriveled and icky they get. Right? Yep. So your telomeres are exactly the same. When you're three years old, you're totally in connection with your telomeres. That's why I sat in a, I remember I was, <laughs> this is my telomeres, right? I go, set off from my house and I'm gonna go across, oh no, I wasn't three, I was five. I'm gonna go across to my house and meet my little, my, uh, my sister and we're gonna go and get an ice cream. So I start walking across the field that goes to, um, you know, this place to get an ice cream and I'm walking across the field and all of a sudden there's some daisies. 
and I start making daisy chains, and I start making ta- daisy chains for three hours. And my sister finds me, and we both making daisy chains. We must have made like 60 daisy chains. <laughs> no ice cream, right? That's kind of what it looks like to, to, to live in your 60 trillion telomeres. It doesn't always make logical sense what you end up doing, but it's always magnificent and expansive. And it's not about living your life sometimes this way. Sometimes this way. It's about always doing that. So, um, so Jennifer, actually, we're coming up to our, our amazingly our final break here. So I'll, I'll break you off there, and we'll come back with our telomere story afterwards. Yes, thank you. It's uh, Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. I'm not sure if you can, but I can feel all these telomeres firing off inside. It's a beautiful feeling. So, Jennifer, just before the break, you were going to chat about uh, telomeres and their link to cancer. Yes, let's make sure we do that. Yeah, so, so, the, um, so what happens is your telomeres um, actually, the philosophy or what I've been shown is, um, when I had that download even, was that your telomeres stay long when you use them. So you stay young when you stay in connection. Stay in connection brings the circulation of the entire universe into your body. And so as you're doing what you're literally, I, I don't know how else better to say it, but then that you're, what you're guided to do. In other words, not guidance like some deity out there is whispering sweet nothings in your ear and you're following like a puppet. More like in the dance with all of the universe, which you totally have something to say about, but it's a fluid dance from moment to moment. You will be shown all that is necessary to do. So in cancer, what ha- in any disease actually what happens is um, some of the miscommunications happen um, and the, without getting too scientific, the telomeres are involved in some of the miscommunications to yourselves, um, mostly because your telomeres aren't, in my vernacular, the scientists might not say the same thing, but in my vernacular it would be, Telomeres are, they're unhealthy. They're no longer being used as they should, and so there's a huge breakdown. So, 
um, to live while you came to the planet is to actually keep even your body in this beautiful state of fluidity. So um, does, does that make sense to you, Peter? Yes. Yeah, so what, what I'm moving towards, though, is this notion that in conscious co-creation then, mm-hmm. we actually have the opportunity to, to connect with our own telomeres and other people's telomeres to Completely. put them back into the healthy state. Absolutely. To, to, to actually acknowledge that we're being facilitated by all of life and then to go on that dance is to bring health to your telomeres. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, fantastic. So cool. One of the, 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 the name of the show we call Transcending the Guru, and you've sort of indicated you know, in terms of the individual and, and, and people taking responsibility for themselves, but both of us, because of what we do, have had a tendency to be <laughs> have us created into gurus. Uh-huh. So for those people that you work with and, and, and you're from your own experience, what, what are you saying to those people? How are you handling that? <laughs> Do you know it's really funny, Peter? I, I was telling you earlier that I just did a, I teach a course called Get Out of Your Own Way, which is about this. And I was in uh, Boulder doing it and, uh, no, Denver actually, and then also Phoenix doing it. And it's funny because people walk into a course like that and they kind of look at you and go, Okay, and they, it's kind of like in the doctor's office, you know, when they walk in and they basically say, okay, do me, <laughs> you know, like like yeah. fix me or whatever that is. And it's funny because within minutes, um, and I'm saying that, you know, you asked the question, I'm giving you a really pragmatic example. Within minutes, I'm back at them saying, okay, this is so not about me and we're all being facilitated and this is going to be a magical journey and let's get into a state of being connected and let's see where our collective yumminess takes us all instead of it being about me because it isn't my my life is about me for sure but your life is about you and if i were to i mean we even do it as parents i mean i'm a i have a stepdaughter and uh, even in that journey you know if i was I mean, I started out trying to tell her all of the answers I thought she should have. <laughs> but but what I ended up doing as a parent, I laugh because it's funny. We all do that. We Oh, we I'm all gonna, do it, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give you an answer that makes me feel much more comfortable. <laughs> you know? But meanwhile, it doesn't really get them to listen to their own 60 trillion telomeres. You know, it doesn't get them to actually connect with that wisdom that, by the way, they're far more astute and adept at because they're, they've got far less experience to tell them otherwise, <laughs> like we do. So um, so it's giving them the confidence to actually listen to that. And I'm not going to say intuition, because we come too much from the head when I say intuition. I'm talking about a cellular, um, consistent instinct. One of the words that I wrote down earlier as we were talking was... Um, was the word I'm laughing because I'm like as we were talking, yeah, no, as I was talking, <laughs> blah blah blah, right? Um, but one of the words that I wrote down earlier was the the words were the words um, integrated channel. See, we even give our power away to people who we perceive channel stuff, but yep. we're all channeling. We're channeling our higher levels, and in this awakening, part of the definition of that is actually becoming integrated with all of your higher levels, so there is no difference between your guides, your angels, your higher self, all of that becomes just you. And we can stop then talking about channeling. And we can just start living and expanding forth, and the Enlightenment Olympics will end. And um, 
and I'm very much interested in that because what that means is we can we can all fly. You know, we can truly, truly fly. So um, because we're all listening to our own unique voice, which is going to be telling us something different. And there won't be, this is the other thing, Peter, there won't be a distinction between the dance you're in. We won't talk about, oh, I heard my guide say this, or you just be living it. You'll be fully integrated with the wisdom that is you. So, so yeah, that's that's a little bit of the whole idea of the of being guruized. It, it right now, what we're being asked to do is become become the guru that we seek, and and actually that we are the guru that we seek. Your sixty trillion cells are connected to whatever you want to know. It's just becoming a master of that language, I guess. And that's a beautiful way to close. Thank you. So give us your information in terms of websites and, and events that you've got coming up so people can connect with you. Oh, sure, sure. Um, my website is www.thevitalu.com, T-H-E-V-I-T-A-L-Y-O-U.com. And let's see, what do we have coming up? We have uh, a wonderful radio show coming up. I think I even have a radio show this evening, actually, on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Wide Awakening, and I have an evening event coming up in Toronto, uh, coming up in April, but all of that information is actually available on my website. I'm traveling actually to the UK, Peter, I think around the same time that you are, so that makes me very excited. <laughs> we better, we better chat about that. That we? would yeah. be so cool, so when we get off the air, but I'm teaching a Get Out of Your Way program in the UK, in London, um, coming up the sort of middle to end of this month, and I also have an upcoming trip to see Crop Circles in Stonehenge and all of that in June, and uh, the Divine Feminine Tour, which women just love, and that's coming up in July, so... Exciting times. We're all, yeah, they are we're all indeed. Fantastic. Together. We probably need to talk about your crop circle journey as well. Uh-huh. Totally. <laughs> you stuff. think? Great. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jennifer, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on this show. I really, really appreciate your insight, your wisdom, and, and, and living this uh, through the telomeres. It's just phenomenal. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Peter, anytime. And I appreciate all the work you're doing in the world. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. So next week, talking about going to the UK, my guest is Anthony Thorley, who actually is a world expert on the landscape zodiacs. Actually, he's doing his PhD in it right now, and he's led the alchemical journey with John Wadsworth around the Glastonbury zodiac for the last three years. And I'm actually going to be with Anthony next week, so I'm really looking forward to interviewing him and also spending some time with him in person in the landscape of Glastonbury. I hope you've enjoyed today's show with Jennifer Huff, and have a wonderful week. Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. We hope that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.